and family to help stop the genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share this video podcast and hit the like button. This video podcast is available in three forms, audio, video, and as a written text in order for us to reach our audience. I cite all my sources on my medium transcript under show and prove. I provide my medium transcript on my Facebook page. I encourage my listeners to click on the link to my current medium transcript so that you can read my my sources in real time and respond when we open up the conversation for Q&A. I use this platform to interact with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social group by giving black business owners free airtime to promote their products and services. I give people in the faith community an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and ordinary law-abiding citizens an opportunity to share their special talents and skills to my listeners from around the globe. After the show, I offer my guest speakers an incentive by teaching them how to create their own podcast and YouTube channel to help them earn extra revenue during COVID-19. I also assist people on my friends list with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships, grants, housing, and legal services all for free. I created GRCAM, the grassroots community activist movement, on November 11th of 1991 on a site called Gopher in order to connect with other like-minded black people, African people, our brothers and sisters from the Caribbean and Brazil who are serious about solving black issues in America and solving African issues on the continent. I believe this new technology called the internet would help connect us together so that we can do great things on a domestic front and on an international front. After 15 years of being overlooked and rejected by established black organizations who are funded by the financial elites, I decided to write and publish my story, quote, the solution for black America, claiming rebuilding and restoring the urban ghettos in America. In the book, I explain what I experienced when I did my street ministry. I wrote the vision and made it plain in my revised book, yet my book is still not on the bestsellers list. I decided to take my story to the next level by turning my revised book into a docudrama entitled Hood Liberator Made in Chicago, The War Against Willie Lynch Begins. This film is based on my revised book. We focus on my childhood experience struggling to beat the odds as I navigate my way out of being illegally taken out of my home and tossed into the foster care system and in a group in a child children's group home. My experience as a teenager being returned to the inner city of Chicago and developing survival skills in an urban war zone. My experience doing street ministry and later creating a new black movement in America for young adults and black youth. All products of extreme abuse, violence, and drug infested childhood. The film offers a sensitive and intimate look into my experience with the Illinois foster care system, my determination and and inspiration to separate myself from the status quo and desire to find purpose in life. Our second film will take place 
somewhere in South Africa and is entitled African Liberator, Battle Against Colonized Mindset. This film would deal with how the colonized mindset is based on an internalized attitude of feeling culturally inferior to European culture as a result of colonization. I believe that storytelling is one of the most powerful and effective ways to cap captivate a better world. It is my objective to generate content and connect the black community with the global African family and influence social change at the grassroots level. I don't want to just bring awareness with my films, but create real change at the grassroots level. Our objective is to take the lead in solving black issues in America starting in Chicago by strengthening the black family that want more out of life and for their children while improving the black community to give our black youth the greatest opportunity to thrive. My film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America. This is what I want to be remembered for, trying to do something rather than just complaining about the issues. I am here to solve them, if given a chance. People who will join our film project will go down into history with me and Sister Renee. The proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially to hire qualified black middle class professionals who will who would make sure our business is effective and successful for years to come. The proceeds from the film would also help me to purchase property in Chicago, Africa, the Caribbean, and Brazil. Everything which I have written in my revised book will be we will carry it out to the fullest. My revised book is the foundation of my Christian business. So far, we have raised $1,000. Our goal is to raise $500,000 so that I can be in a better position financially to hire a professional black production company and quality black actors. We have applied for grants, but so far we have, have not received anything. Without support from the black grassroots and the global African family, I am unable to do my job. I will continue to use my show every Sunday to raise funds for our film project until we reach our goal. I'm calling on all of my Christian group members and Night of the World Inspirational Group and Christian Spoken Word Network to pray that God would connect me with people who have the means to support our film project in Jesus, Yahshua's name. Pray that my revised book would get on the bestsellers list in Jesus, Yahshua's name. Pray that the Spirit of God would allow our Christian business to make a real impact and meet the need of our young black youth in Chicago. In Jesus, Yahshua's name, I'm asking all of my Christian friends to step up and work with me in getting our film project fully funded and made this year. In Jesus, Yahshua's name, if it was up to me, this Christian business would have been up and running years ago, but truth be told, many black people do not want a solution. So if, if so, then black America would have embraced my vision and my revised book would be on the bestsellers list by now. If you got any value from our content, then please consider supporting our film project in three ways. They are as follows. One, through our virtual store. We, we provide merchandise such as COVID masks, coffee mugs, posters, handbags, and t-shirts, all 
proceeds will go towards our film project too. Through our PayPal page, Kyle Chicago, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago is a faith-based community advocacy organization. Our mission is to eradicate urban violence in Chicago through art, culture, commerce, and spiritual development. Donations can be used as a tax write-off for U.S. citizens because this is a legitimate 501c3 nonprofit organization. Three, you can also support our film project by purchasing my revised book, quote, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America, second edition, which is available on my Amazon author page. I provide each website on my Medium transcript under Show and Proof. You can also find each website on my YouTube channel under About. If you are unable to, to participate on the show, no worries. When you have a moment, please watch my latest video podcast or listen to our audio podcast and leave a public comment in the comment section on my YouTube page and on my Facebook page about the topic. Please share my information with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Instructions on how to participate on the show. First, watch my video podcast. This is called Side A. After I finish my presentation, then I will open up the phone lines through Facebook Messenger. This is called Side B. You can interact with me in real time either by voice call by clicking on the phone icon or by video call by clicking on the camera icon. Our topic for today is as follows. Who's to blame for the Amir market incident? Biden using Russia-Ukraine crisis to deflect from black voters. How can we end high unemployment in black America? Before we go into the presentation, I want to recap what happened this past week in Chicago. Two Chicago public school students were shot and killed by urban terrorists in our community. And I provide that information um, on my medium transcript under show and prove if you want to know more about the details. One of the students was walking from school when he was gunned down like an animal. The other student was shot in, in the head twice. I'm asking all of my Christian friends worldwide to pray for the victim's family, the perpetrator's family, and our children in, in general who live in the inner cities that are unprotected. This happened on a weekly basis, and this is why I do this show to bring awareness about what's happening to our youth who are trapped in American ghettos. If we don't work together to solve black issues, then our children and our people who are residents in the inner cities will continue to be unnecessary casualties. Before I cut and run to the motherland, I will, I will do my best to get our Christian business established in Chicago. Although I lack the capital and the support from black America for various reasons, I don't want to be behind the computer for another 30 years. This is why I'm focusing on doing this film project. We apply 
for several local to, to several local organizations in Chicago, but we still have not received any grants. The proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially so that I can hire qualified black middle class professionals who would make sure that this organization will be effective and successful for years to come. This is why I am reaching out to the global African family to partner with us, especially my group members from my African group, Rakai of Africa. I am encouraging my group members who reside in Liberia, um, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Angola, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, Ethiopia, Tanzania, and Uganda, who have family members or friends that reside in Canada, Europe, or in the United States, to first encourage them to send me a friend request to my Facebook page along with their email address so that we can begin networking and getting the ball rolling. If the global African family is serious about me bringing the diaspora to Pacific African nations so that we can hold business conferences in person, then they need to work with me and Sister Renee in turning this vision into a reality. We want dual citizenships in, in exchange for our talents and skills when we come to the continent. Before we come to Africa, we will focus on getting Gurkayev Chicago up and running in Chicago first, as mentioned in my revised book. We will only travel to African nations that have African immigrants in America who will work with us in establishing this organization. Our goal is to create international trade among African entrepreneurs and black entrepreneurs with our brothers and sisters on the continent and vice versa. In time, we will also launch Caribbean tours in such places as Barbados, the Bahamas, Haiti, Jamaica, Trinidad, and Brazil. Before I relocate to Africa, I want to make sure that I'm able to sustain myself and offer tangibles and employment to my African group members. Our first topic, who's to blame for the Amir Lockett incident? Amir Lockett was a 22-year-old black male who was fatally shot on February 2nd, 2022 by a SWAT officer of the Minneapolis Police Department inside of an apartment. Minnesota police were executing a no-knock warrant in a homicide investigation. A video came out and this caused outrage in the black community. The shooting is under review by the Office of Minnesota Attorney General Keith Elson and the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry imposed a moratorium on most no-knock warrants on February 4th, 2020. Sorry, 2022. I blame the Biden administration and black Democratic voters for this situation. We have another incident with road cops entering into someone's residence and ending up killing, killing them. This took place in the same city and same police department that killed George Floyd. When the video was released to the public, 
we saw the SWAT team open up a door because they had a no-knock warrant. They entered the apartment with their guns drawn. Amir Lockett wakes up startled. He had a legal gun permit. He reached for his gun and they killed him. No different than Breonna Taylor. Our home is supposed to be a place where we're safe. If we can't sleep in our own place, or in the case of Bolton John, who was eating ice cream when Amber Geiger entered his apartment and decided to shoot our brother to death. We don't want that to become the norm, that these road cops can come into our, our, our place and kill, kill you or your family members with impunity. I don't understand why you all re-elected the same mayor who was mayor during the George Floyd protests. Last week on my podcast, I discussed the names of the Congressional Black Caucus who voted for the Asian Hate Crime Bill. Every Democrat voted for it. However, even after George Floyd protests, we still did not get the George Floyd bill passed. If the Democrats would have passed the George Floyd bill, just like they did with the Asian hate crime bill, then these rogue cops would have been criminally charged because it would have ended qualified immunity. I refuse to vote for a political party that has a track record of disrespecting my people in this manner. These career politicians are given rogue cops license to kill with impunity by Democrats and Republicans. Tell me what laws have been put on the books by for black people in 15 years. Where is the Asian equivalent to George Floyd? The Asians just got a whole hate crime bill in less than two years. It's always an excuse why these politicians can't do anything for black people. If you look at what the Biden administration has done for other groups, executive orders like LGBT, illegal immigrants, Latinos, and white women, but nothing for black people. This is solely pinned on the Biden administration and Democratic black voters. This occurred in a Democratic city, Democratic mayor, and Democratic governor. Remember this during the upcoming midterm elections. Black people need to mass exit, exodus, the Democratic Party because they only finance black people. Over here, we want to change the political, social, and economic dialogue in black America. We are demanding that rogue cops kill unarmed black people for them to go to prison. Please let us know your thoughts about the topic. Leave a public comment on on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Thanks. We ask that you do this because we want others to know we're here. We're the counter voice to mainstream media. Power is coming from the ground up. That's us. We are the new black voices of media. Our second topic Biden using Russian-Ukraine crisis to deflect from black voters. 
Russia has gathered as many as 130,000 troops along parts of the Ukrainian border. And on on Friday, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan didn't offer any details to confirm that assessment. And Moscow on Saturday dismissed the U.S. concerns about an incoming invasion as hysteria. But the Kremlin appears to be making all the preparation for war, moving more military equipment, medical units, even blood to the front lines. It's an act of aggression that could spiral into the largest military conflict on European soil in decades. Against this backdrop, diplomats talk between Russia and the United States and its allies, including a direct call Saturday between U.S. President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin. The standoff is about the future of Ukraine, but Ukraine is also a larger stage for Russia to try to reassert its influence in Europe and the world, and for Putin to cement his legacy. These are no small things for Putin, and he may decide that the only way to achieve them is to launch another incursion into Ukraine and act at at its most aggressive that could lead to tens of thousands of civilians' death, a European refuge crisis, and a response from Western allies that include tough sanctions affecting the global economy. The U.S. and Russia have drawn firm red lines that help explain what's at stake. Russia presented the U.S. with a list of demands, some of which were non-starters for the United States and its allies in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization known as NATO. Putin demanded that NATO stop its eastward expansion and deny membership to Ukraine, and that NATO roll back troop deployment in countries that had joined after 1997, which would turn back the, the clock decades on Europe's security and geopolitical alignment. As expected, the United States and NATO rejected those demands. Both United States and Russia know Ukraine is not going to become a NATO member any time soon. The reason why I brought this topic to your attention is because if you look at American history, whenever an American president approval rating is falling, then they start talking about going to war with somebody. In America, all of the talk has been around the jab and criminal justice reform. Joe Biden is not only in trouble with black voters, but also white voters. The Democrats can't trust their own to vote for them, but they can count on the black baby boomers to show up for them no matter what. It is my responsibility to share this information with my group members and my listeners from around the globe. Over here, we're not going to let 
these career politicians deflect the conversation when we have domestic issues that need to be resolved. Please tell us your thoughts about the topic. Leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Thanks. Our third topic, how can we end high unemployment in black America? I ran across a study by the Center for Economic and Policy Research. They were talking about the U.S. economy in relation to black men. According to the study, the lack of black men in the workforce has hurt the U.S. economy. The financial elites would say black men are lazy when we know they are the real lazy ones. If they wasn't, then they wouldn't have to go to Africa to enslave our ancestors in, in order to, re, to build this land called America. They got free labor for 250 years. The study goes on to say the unemployment rate for black men was 7.3% in November um, 2021 compared to 3.4% among white men according to the Labor Department data. It said 697,000 black men are still looking for work, even as the U.S. recorded 10.6 million vacant jobs in November. The fact is many companies refuse to hire black men and not hiring them to fill available job positions. This form of job discrimination result in $50 billion being lost in the U.S. economy. Black men in America are excluded from the workforce due to job discrimination. This is done by design. If you do the research, any crime that happens in the inner city is a result of economics. Once you include the middle class and up, street crime is non-existent. As I mentioned in my revised book, black men was targeted for mass incarceration through those crime bills that that was promoted by Joe Biden and Bill Clinton. The study suggests that if the government would focus on closing the black and white job gap, then we could add $3 billion annually to the black community and make significant reduction in black poverty. The figure increased from 30 billion to 50 billion in factoring black men of prime working age who died or was incarcerated in 2020. The financial elites want illegal immigrants here as a shadow labor force to replace black workers. It's a surcharge to maintain dominance. We have an economy of $300 trillion, $50 billion is a surcharge against $300 trillion economy. The incarcerated incarcerated rate of black Americans in local jails was 465 incarcerated per 100,000 of the population the highest rate of any ethnicity, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Once again, this is done by design. The Brooklyn Institute study 
from last March found that incarcerated black men account for a third of all black men excluded from the labor force. The study suggests that black men have always had a high unemployment until we as a racial group stop looking for massa to solve our problems. If studies and data keep telling us we are always going to have high unemployment, then what does that tell us as a racial group? We need to start working together with other like-minded black men and African men to create our own businesses and hire our youth. That is what I've been trying to do for the past 30 years. Our grandparents focused on building wealth and prioritizing the family in order to keep the community intact. But the black baby boomers generation wanted to distinguish themselves from their parents. They wanted white acceptance. They wanted access to white facilities, government jobs, and embracing a degenerate lifestyle, even if it means selling out our people and our community. Our grandparents were independent, skilled labor force. That's why the financial elites created labor unions to neutralize these newly freed skilled laborers who were once classified as slaves, now reclassified as sharecroppers. They did not want to compete against these newly freed workers. This is an important topic that more black people need to discuss. I want to turn all of my social groups, both Christian and secular, into real business, starting in America, especially in Chicago. You will never earn the amount of money that you want to earn working for someone else. If you work for the financial elites, they don't want you to have